three days to go. Preparations for the coronation really are ramping up. And this morning, Kate, William and their three children joined King Charles for rehearsals at the Abbey. But Prince Harry was notably absent, having still not landed here in the UK. And his close friend and biographer today revealed this about the invitation. There was never any question about whether he would want to come or not. It was a question at one point of whether he'd be invited, I think. You know, from what I understand, the Sussexes had to wait for some time to really get that confirmation that they were 100% welcome mm -hmm. at this event. Of course, this all follows the release of Spare. But for Harry, there was certainly no question about it. Ultimately, he's fifth in line to the throne. He's a councillor of state. There's a serious constitutional reason for him to be here and he still takes that seriously even though he's not a working member of the royal family. So that's Omid Scobie there and, and, and I wonder if he is 2023's Andrew Morton equivalent that he seems to have you know the the ear of Prince Harry and Prince Harry seems to tell him what to say on his behalf is that are they very very close? What, what, well what, they don't talk to much of the media, no. as we know, but they do talk to Omid Scobie and often their communications are filtered uh, through him. So he suggested that they didn't know whether they were going to be welcome. Now, we know that on March the 5th, so two months ago, they received email communications from Buckingham Palace inviting them to the coronation. I'm just checking. Was it the same kind of invitation as everybody else received or a kind of pre-invitation? That was invitation, a pre-invitation pre before the actual invitations uh -huh. went out to try and to say, are you going to mm -hmm. be coming? Our understanding from royal sources was that there's been a lack of communication and clear communication from Montecito about whether or not they were coming, who was coming, mm -hmm. and once Harry had confirmed he was coming, uh, where he was going to be, when he was going to be arriving, what his exact movements are. Now, whether or not Omid Scobie is referring to several months back, were they going to be welcome uh, at all? Uh, but he does talk about it being an emotional uh, day for Prince Harry, that he loves his family, he wants to be a part of that family. He wants a family, not a firm. Uh, I think it will be a difficult day for him as well, um, being I mean, there in Westminster Abbey and surrounded by his family, but very isolated at the same time. Do you think that he has made it more difficult for himself by insisting, and this must be his own idea, on being here for no longer than 24 hours? He's flying in, he's flying straight out. So he's making it very pressured. It isn't he very, very kind of an express visit where nothing can really be achieved in terms of feeling comfortable, having leisurely conversations, trying to build bridges, even trying to take it in, because it's an enormous event of such importance and obviously the king's been waiting for it his whole life i mean harry's also been waiting for it to see his father crowned it's a massively enormous spiritual and everything else experience sensory experience isn't it and you would think he might have gone a little easier on himself for example we know it's archie's birthday on the day but he could have come today and also the fact that he's not taking part in the rehearsals makes him seem further and further away from the center of things doesn't it well i guess he's not taking part in the rehearsals because he doesn't have any kind of formal role he's not going to be a part of the processions he doesn't have any role in the ceremony itself he is just there as the king's youngest son 
uh, to support his father and to witness this moment in history. Ultimately, he is here for the key moment. He is going to be there in Westminster Abbey to watch this unfold. What he isn't going to, to be is, is on the balcony uh, at Buckingham Palace with other members of the family. We expect him to leave after the ceremony. That means he won't be taking part in, in the lunch that takes place for family members after the coronation has uh, completed. And, and you talked about leisurely conversations. I don't think there's going to be time for those leisurely conversations mm -hmm. anyway. And perhaps history tells us the leisurely conversations after Prince Philip's funeral weren't particularly pleasant ones, were they? No, those I'm, ones I'm in the grounds of Frogmore. On, on other things that history tells us, for example, obviously the equivalent person when the late queen uh, was crowned was princess margaret her sister um or at least you know kind of close close equivalent obviously this is this is uh, the king's sons but 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 she was somehow included wasn't she if harry and meghan had not left the royal firm in the way that they had would they have played a significant role yes I, I very much think they would and we would have certainly seen them in the carriage procession we would have been seeing them in on the balcony watching the fly past with other members of the royal family because that is working members of the royal family had they remained as working members mm -hmm. of the family we would have seen them and they would have had a prominent role not as prominent as the prince and princess of wales because the prince of wales is playing a key role and, and he will be paying homage to his father as his direct heir but they certainly would have been right up there and um i think this will only highlight the isolation and, and just how far removed Harry is now. The other thing I keep this. thinking, and I wonder whether people listening and watching this programme will be thinking the same, is, is obviously Omid Scobie isn't just going to say this for no particular reason. So we assume, I mean, correct me if this is not, not right, but we assume that he's been briefed by Prince Harry or Meghan or both mm -hmm. to say on British television that they didn't receive an invitation and they didn't know whether they were going to get one and they weren't sure they were going to be welcome and everything that he said this morning to Holly and Phil on ITV. So what do you think is their motivation? Obviously it has to come from them to come from him. Why would they want him to say that on television? I suppose there's been a lot of criticism of them for procrastinating potentially over the decision and they're saying well actually it wasn't us we didn't even know if we were going to be welcome at the coronation and making the point that there was never any doubt that Harry was going to be there because he he would despite everything else that has happened and everything that has been said he knew it was his duty to be here on Saturday. Let's talk a little bit about that beautiful rehearsal that took place in the middle of the night. I, I mean, it's magical, the footage Awe-inspiring, isn't yes, it? Yes, if people haven't seen it or if they're listening on the radio rather than on the television, it's the most gorgeous, like a sonne lumiere kind of uh, ethereal, almost fairy tale in the light of the moon. I mean, I don't mean to over-romanticise, but it really is. It's actually beautiful. There's a blue light costume. You see this exquisite golden coach, which really looks like the golden coach of dreams and fantasy. Cinderella It's coach, just gorgeous, isn't it? Isn't it? It's absolutely absolutely exquisite and this was the final full run through for the military they've been doing it at military bases they did it on an airfield over the weekend more than 6,000 troops on the streets of London uh, overnight uh, last night they started just after midnight they finished well nearly four o'clock in the morning wow. the gold state coach was making its way back uh, to the Royal Muse and the next time we see that will be outside Westminster Abbey 
at one o'clock mm. on Saturday as it waits for the newly crowned king and queen to take them back to Buckingham Palace. So in your royal role, you must feel as if you're being bombarded with polls and statistics. Yes. Telling you either A, yes, everyone in the country is wildly excited about the coronation, hugely supportive of the monarchy, honoured to be part of it and thrilled to bits, or B, you know, lots of people don't care less, loads of people would like to be Republicans, young people aren't interested at all, etc. And there seem to be conflicting and contradictory statistics floating about every day. Yes, well, we've had two um, polls out today from YouGov and YouGov conduct regular polling and have done for many, many years now. So quite useful uh, to compare where we are today uh, to where we've been. So support for retaining the monarchy, according to the latest poll for YouGov, has returned to 62%. That is after a brief increase after the death of the Queen, but it is back to where it was before the yeah. Queen died, so during her lifetime. That's quite significant because that, what that is saying is support for retaining the monarchy remains the same regardless of the fact that we have uh, a new monarch. A quarter of Britons, 25%, would prefer an elected head of state. But there is a generational divide because that rises to 40% in that 18 to 24 group. And I think that is the real uh, challenge for the, the king. 58% uh, say the institution of monarchy is good for Britain. Most Britons, nearly 60%, have a positive view of King Charles. They think he's doing a good job as king and his popularity is similar to it was in 2020 to 2022. It's settled. Princess Anne, though, the most popular royal, seven in ten, think that she is a good asset. And Prince Harry and Prince and, and Meghan continue to be unpopular, 29% and 24% respectively. For them, they are just there above Prince Andrew at the bottom of the list. Sarah Houston, thank you very much indeed.